Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. You got all that? I mean, Charles Barkley hates cats. There's a lot. There's a lot to it. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin in for Canty today. Courtney, what's going on? I am still trying to figure out how that possum was able to survive the way that uh, whoever, was it Tom Hanks' character in The Terminal? Whoever played the guy in The Terminal, just living in the airport forever, that's that possum in the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum. I think he's still there. It is. It's like living in the wall or something, and it's nobody's really doing it. An exterminator. I mean, I know the A's are cheap, but come on. It wouldn't kill him. Anyway, we've got so much to get to today, so much NFL draft stuff with the draft just a few days away, so much with Aaron Rodgers and whether or not that deal's actually going to get done and what the deadline actually should be. But, of course, we begin with the NBA playoffs today and what happened yesterday between the Warriors and the Kings. And, Courtney, I have to tell you, I was was actually disappointed in how poorly the Kings played yesterday over the final minute and a half, two minutes of that game, how poorly Mike Brown coached over that stretch. They looked like a team that was 100% uh, not ready to be there. And listen, they've obviously played well in this series, but that was a crunch time moment where they looked unprepared. They're taking bad shots. I mean, Doris Burke was apoplectic at one point at Harrison Barnes. And Mike Brown's calling timeouts when he should. It was just, I mean, Steph Curry, Steph Curry made one of the just absolute biggest mistakes you can ever make. But it was a hold my beer situation for the Kings yesterday for me. This is where their inexperience showed. And I think that Stephen Curry owes Harrison Barnes a gigantic edible arrangement of some sort. Because you know we would be roasting him today for that timeout gaffe and not realizing that because the Warriors had lost a challenge because it wasn't communicated from Steve Kerr to the rest of the team that they didn't have a timeout to utilize and Curry calls the timeout and then that becomes four points for the Sacramento Kings. Had Harrison Barnes not bricked that shot at the end of the game, Curry is the big storyline today, but they're able to skate by, get through at the very end. And honestly, Chris, this is a new series going back to Sacramento for game five with this thing tied 2-2. And I think that the Kings are really going to regret allowing the Warriors back in when the series was 2-0. And now, to me, this feels like this is fading and fading quickly for Sacramento. Uh, this was the game. This was it, Courtney. I mean, it, we were talking last week, Canty and I, about the idea that There was almost more pressure on the Kings to win game three, up two games to none, just to keep the Warriors down. And from no uh, way were they able to do that. And and, uh, that's, that's really disappointing from a Sacramento perspective. We know how good the Warriors are at home, okay? You're... You're going to go in there, and you're going to have more than your hands full. But there was every opportunity yesterday to win that game. There was 
every chance to win that game. Here's Mike Brown on the lack of playoff experience. I thought our guys came out uh, with a purpose tonight and uh, gave ourselves a chance to win. You know, and that's all you can ask for come playoff time. But we made some timely mistakes, uh, especially in the fourth quarter. We gapped, and this is where our, our playoff inexperience comes into play because you, you can't you can't rest out there, or you can't think that you can play something a certain way, and the champions aren't going to make you pay the price. But one time we gapped versus Steph, and he hit a three, which was huge. Another time he we gapped versus Clay, and he hit a three, which is huge, and. You know, you might think, ah, oh, it's just one possession. Well, those one, those six points right there, not doing what we're supposed to do. Again, you know that 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 uh, shows our our playoff inexperience because you have to take pride in playing a certain way for forty eight minutes, and it ain't gonna be easy. Here's what I'm really disappointed about it because Mike's talking about it there, Courtney. This is on him, like. You could talk about your team's lack of playoff experience. You have to make sure that they know what they're doing in these instances. And a guy that does have playoff experience with the team on the other side was Harrison Barnes, and he looked like a rookie. I mean, he's – and I'm not even talking about the last shot. The last shot was not a terrible shot. As Doris was talking about with him shooting with 17 on the shot clock, where there's just no need. Um, earlier, going one-on-three – basically driving down the right side trying to make something happen and just threw up an absolute prayer. He looked lost. And then when you have Malik Monk, who is now really establishing himself as a – not Malik Monk, excuse me. When you are when you talk about De'Aaron Fox, and he is establishing himself as a superstar in this league right now that people have not paid attention to primarily because he plays in Sacramento and now we're seeing it. And – you have an opportunity to get him up the floor and you call timeout with 10 seconds left to get the Warriors a, a chance to set up their defense. I, Courtney, I mean, for me, Mike Brown's been here before. He's got to make better better decisions to make sure that these guys know what they're doing. I know, and I don't want to take anything away from him because he was coach of the year this year, and, and that was a well-deserved honor. You get the team to the postseason for the first time since 2006, but where where does this fall at the end of the day? The blame goes on to the head coach, who was not – this is not his first rodeo. He was with the Cleveland Cavaliers twice as their head coach. He was the Lakers head coach for a year, and he was the associate head coach of the Golden State Warriors when they were in the midst of their championship runs. If you can't out – duel Steve Kerr in those moments then that falls on coaching I think we can we can it's convenient to blame the playoff inexperience of some of these players and to look at someone like Harrison Barnes who you mentioned just awful shot selection one of six from three yesterday three of 11 from the floor finished minus 12 which is the second worst plus minus on this team uh in game four that's fine you can look at all of those things but at the end of it the, the the buck stops with the head coach who couldn't get his team out of a jam in the fourth quarter, and they had to rely on the luck that they got from Stephen Curry calling an ill-fated timeout that they didn't have when they're down 126-121 to put some points back on the board. And I don't fault De'Aaron Fox at all for passing off that shot at the end because no. Steph Curry frustrated the hell out of him. When he made him fumble that ball, that to me was the play of that one series right there. And Harrison Barnes... Had an open look. 
And and I wasn't sure. I mean, you tell me here. I think Draymond Green might have had the wrong defensive assignment on that play because it looked like he and Curry were about to switch on the final play where De'Aaron Fox ends up dumping the ball off to Harrison Barnes. They got lucky on that because if that was a if that was somebody more reliable shooting that open three, then that's the Kings game and they walk away. Hey, listen, I, I he's the guy you wanted shooting it because I didn't trust him at all. Put it that way. But it seemed like, and from what they said afterward, granted, you could be saying anything afterward. But what they said afterward was anybody but Fox. I, I get it. And the two of them made sure it, it wasn't going to go to the left elbow. He wasn't going to go to his spot. And it wasn't going to be easy if he went there. What really is fascinating, you touched on it a second ago, is the Curry mistake. I can't remember a superstar of his level with everything that he has accomplished in his career that made that kind of a mistake at that juncture. I want let's hear from him after the game about calling timeout when they didn't have any. I knew we I, I knew we challenged but I didn't realize when we lost the challenge that we didn't have any timeouts left. Um I know coach mentioned um he took the blame for it. As I ain't gonna lie, I thought it was the smartest play in the world. Uh when I got the ball, turned around, saw a trap, realized there was no real outlets instead of turning it over. It's kind of the uh the heady play but it turned out not to be. I looked over at the bench and everybody was shaking their head. <clears throat> so it was an unfortunate situation in that respect, but good learning lesson. Thankfully, we, we came away with the win, but good learning lesson on how important all those details are. And, and that's the thing. like Courtney, that could have actually single-handedly ended the Warriors dynasty in that moment. And granted, listen, Steph has already established who he is long-term uh, for his legacy, it wouldn't have had a huge impact on that, but it would have been, I mean, unprecedented is the word that kind of comes to mind to see that happen like that. He's done everything so perfectly throughout his NBA career that it would be one of those moments that unfairly we would remember more than any others because at that point you give the Kings a 3-1 lead in this series and it's not tied up 2-2 when it does feel like there's a new life in here, Chris, then that could very well, we know how bad they play on the road, them going back to Sacramento, that thing could have ended in five games. And that would have been unfortunate for the Warriors because of some of the uncertainty about how much longer this group can stay together but luck's on their side I mean in luck and talent too I don't want to take anything away from what Draymond Green provided this team coming back from the suspension this is why they put up with him the yeah. plays at the end of the game, the block on, I believe it was chasing down Sabonis on that. And then, you know, on the offensive end too, he made the plays when it counted and it put his team in position to win. And then of course, Curry's defense on De'Aaron Fox, making him fumble that ball away. That to me was one of the bigger plays of the final couple minutes of this game. This is championship pedigree versus rookie-ish inexperience. The guys who have never been at this stage before in Sacramento. This was the overarching storyline going into the playoffs between these two teams, and we saw it play out on Sunday afternoon. The NBA playoffs are on ESPN Radio. Tune in Wednesday, Kings Warriors for game number five. Presented by Indeed, coverage begins 9.30 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations and on SiriusXM. Channel 80.
Barrett up top against Osman. Tucks it. Fades away. It hits. Barrett off balance. Scores. He gestures to the crowd. They rise at MSG. Pitching it out. Brunson fires the three. Nails it. From straight on. Oh, Jalen Brunson with 29. The Knicks with a 3-1 series lead. Going back to Cleveland. But we have the best fans and it's the best arena to play in. So there's nothing like a big game in the garden. The highlights from Ed Cohen, 98.7 ESPN in New York. The Knicks have been fantastic in winning these two games at home. They had to, Courtney, uh, to win this series, and now they are up 3-1. I I don't believe this series will go beyond six at this point, uh, even if Cleveland finds a way at home here. Donovan Mitchell was absolutely awful yesterday. Game three, Darius Garland was terrible. Uh, Jalen Brunson is just a fantastic player, and ramps it up even more in the postseason. Uh, R.J. Barrett's been very good. The Knicks are in a place that they have not been in in a long time. Before this, they have not. They have won one playoff series in 20 years in an entire generation, and now they have a chance to win their second. And, you know, you heard Thibodeau. They're talking about what the Garden's like. I spoke to a friend who was there last night. And he's been going to Nick games for 30, 35 years, said never been louder, never been louder. And that's saying something when over the course of 35 years, I know they their last championship was what, the 70s? So that would have been mm-hmm. before the, you know, that part of, um, you know, the, that 35 year span. But they also had some really good teams in the 80s and the 90s. And for that to be their first two games that they had at home during the postseason in 10 years where it's full capacity. Because I know in 2021 when they had games there in the Hawks series, it was technically COVID capacity, even though it did feel really packed. But all of this makes for an incredible playoff environment. I know that that was on Friday, the first game there, and I'm watching it. I'm like, wow, this is – this is I've never been to Madison Square Garden, and I was really wishing I could have been there that night, even with the most Tibbs-style win of all time, holding the Cavs on Friday to 79 points, and I was hmm. wondering if they were going to be able to translate that to Sunday. This team somehow, like, I don't know if they're just winging it or trying to figure it out on the fly, but it doesn't, I can't fully grasp what they're doing just yet to frustrate Donovan Mitchell in a way where he looked like he was going to cry in the postgame interviews yesterday. They are on their way to a six-game series. I'm with you. I think they're going to close it out in six. I think they will make it to the Eastern Conference semifinals. Can they make much more noise beyond that? It's going to depend on the health of places like Milwaukee and what my and um, you know what potentially Miami's dealing with. But gosh, it's been fun to watch them in these early rounds, Chris. Listen, they've been very good. I give them credit for where they are. Um, and I, like I said, it's been so long since these fans have really experienced this. And there is an entire generation who has never experienced it. And I think that's what you're seeing right now. I Look, I could be, uh, you know, what's the word? Curmudgeonly? Get off my lawn, guy. <laughs> Not quite that guy. That makes it sound like I'm 80. But, uh, you know, I could be like, just settle down here a bit. I would tell the Nick fans to act like they've been there before, but most of them haven't. I mean, they're shutting down 7th Avenue yesterday in New York City uh, celebrating after a playoff win, not a playoff series win, after just a playoff win going up three uh, three games to one. That that That's great. I, I would just say, like, 
Yeah, just there have been times where things have been better before, and I know that you haven't been around for it. Enjoy it. Let's not get over the top about it because Courtney, for so, and I, I get it, for so long, they have had to rely on the development of players who were mid-level players and, oh, God, I can never trade that guy. How could we ever trade R.J. Barrett for something? And <laughs> he showed up the last couple of days, but, like, he was terrible all season long. How could we ever try to do They don't want to trade anybody away. They're so afraid of having somebody turn into a star. They really have been, uh, like, once bitten, twice shy kind of thing, I guess. This reminded me of people being up in arms last year when the Timberwolves beat the Clippers in the play-in tournament. And yeah. you've got Pat Bev on the scores table inciting the crowd. <laughs> He's jacked up. This is a great time for everybody in Minneapolis. And I remember some people outside of the Twin Cities were saying, act like you've been here before. Act like The last time they made it to the playoffs was when Kevin Garnett was playing there in 2003, the 03-04 season. And then before that, I could and tell you when they actually like got out of the first round because it had been longer than like 30 years so I I tread lightly on this because I never want to tell a fan how to fan I do think it's a little ridiculous we're shutting down 7th Avenue every single time this team wins a game that's kind of bad for traffic I mean, a couple of years ago Courtney, live they, their life in New York City a couple of years ago they dropped streamers after one playoff game <laughs> I just I, this is this is how I, I mean. Maybe I am more curmudgeonly than I give myself credit for because I feel this way about baseball, celebrating with champagne showers, beer showers, whatever it is after every series win in the playoffs. I'm a big fan of save it for the ultimate moment where everything culminates and you have a championship or you don't. But I can't fault the fans themselves for being super excited because it looks like they've got a team that can go far in this postseason. They're not just like skating by Cleveland winning games. They dominated them yesterday, and they dominated them at home on Friday too. The one thing I'll say is this, okay? For everybody that – I've seen a lot of Nick fans living in the tri-state area here and following – you know, seeing a lot of it on social media. You know, everybody owes R.J. Barrett an apology. No, they don't. No, listen. Well, apology for what, can I yeah, ask? Exactly. For for knocking him over the last year. He had a bad season. They held up a trade of, of sending uh, him along with picks and a couple of other players for Donovan Mitchell. And you can say whatever you want about Donovan Mitchell here. Uh, he's still a great player. And he's still overall the best player on that court who has just not played well the last couple of games. Brunson's been great. But let's not forget that it would have been Brunson and Mitchell together, and and this would make it look a whole lot better than it actually. Like, the, can you imagine? Like, they would actually have a chance to potentially beat Milwaukee if they ended up facing Will, Milwaukee with a healthy Giannis. They don't have a chance now. No, they don't have a chance now. But I, 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 to put a positive spin on it, so unlike me, what they have done. It's not like it hadn't been a destination in a really long time in New York. Like people actively didn't want to play here. I do think the next superstar that becomes available that you could pair with Brunson, you do it. And you're going to have a chance to do it. And they're going to want to be here to be part of that. I agree. I think that this has been the that this is the they finally figured out the combination and what it takes to actually lure a superstar to New York. And Jalen Brunson was a good way to start 
that process that hopefully you think in free agency, I mean, their draft pick situation is interesting in the next couple of years. They've got a lot of them, so we'll see what happens. But I finally feel like they're in a spot where it's not just like the fourth or fifth option for free agents. And New York very well could if they can get out of the series, if they can even win the the Eastern Conference semifinal series that they could be in should they get past Cleveland. Then we're talking about a different situation for this offseason and maybe getting another big name in there. Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Courtney Cronin in for Canty today. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Are the Knicks capable of going beyond this series and actually doing some damage next round? And are the Kings done? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We'll have a chance at your calls. The lines are open right now. Hit them up. But also on the way. The NFL draft is less than three days away. So there are plenty of rumors, not around the number three pick, but around the number two pick. What's going on with the Texans not drafting a quarterback? We get the answer from one of our analysts next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Chris Canty, myself, Mike Tannenbaum, Ian Fitzsimmons, Jordan Reed. will have all the coverage on ESPN Radio beginning Thursday night. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Courtney in for Chris today. In just 30 seconds, Robert Griffin III is going to join us, ESPN NFL analyst. But first up, some ugly news. Absolutely brutal for me. For the Kings, as Woj just tweeted uh, during uh, the last 10 minutes, Kings guard De'Aaron Fox fractured the very tip of his left index finger in Game 4. There is still hope he will try to play Game 5 Tuesday. That, according to sources, he would need to play with a protective covering on the finger. He is going to be listed as doubtful. Courtney, that is brutal news. It's terrible because if you can't have your exclamation point on offense, then this is a series that's going to wrap up pretty quickly following the game shifting back, the series shifting back to Sacramento. And I hate it because, you know, I've been like looking at my finger thinking, okay, if I fractured the tip of the index finger, how can I dribble a basketball without a severe Hmm. amount of pain? And you think about, you know, his left his left index finger is that his shooting hand mm, i think like, so so if that's his shooting yeah. hand then you got not, cha- uh, not then, i think so it is his then, shooting hand then yeah. you have to like change up your your motion because you'd like to think that you push off of that part of the finger i'm not a doctor here i'm not trying to like diagnose his his shot stroke but yikes that is uh that's some really really bad news for the kings and you know we're going to look back at the series if it ends up going the warriors direction with all of the things that transpired from game 3 on We'll get more in, into that in 10 minutes. Right now, we welcome in Robert Griffin III, ESPN NFL analyst. You, of course, can follow him on Twitter at RG3. RG3, it's Chris and Courtney. We appreciate the time, and let's get right into it. This is just, it It seemingly is strange what has happened over the last week with C.J. Stroud, and we hear about the new cognitive test and that he reportedly uh, did poorly on it in terms of Speed of processing information. What do you make of all these uh, reports or ideas or rumors that maybe the Houston Texans are not going to take a quarterback? Uh, Guys, I would put it very simply. It's lying season, so just be careful what you read on the internet (laughs) right now or what you see going out there. There's a number of teams who are praying to dear Lord baby Jesus that C.J. Stroud falls in the draft and there could be some misinformation out there because just about a week ago, CJ Stroud was going to be the number one overall pick. And now we're looking at it and people are saying he's going to drop past number three, four, possibly number five. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I'm a big friends uh, fan. And I listen to Ross say, uh, am I losing my mind? Am I losing my senses? It just doesn't make sense to me that CJ Stroud, who's a bona fide dude, uh, is going to drop that far in the draft and that the Texans aren't going to pick him. I, I think that if it's true, D'Amico Ryans might be leaning on the pass rusher uh, that he got with Nick Bosa and that San Francisco 49ers defense. But this is a different franchise and a different team, and they need their quarterback. You can't keep rolling out Davis Mills in case Keenum out there and expect the fans to show up for you. Yeah, I can't justify that. And I understand the need for their pass rush because it was atrocious last year. They had no one who could get back after get back after the quarterback. But can they can they realistically do that? And whether it's taking Tyree Wilson or Will Anderson at two, and then they have their pick again in the early teens, could they expect to flip the order and go pass rusher first and then get a quarterback when they draft again in the first round? I mean, I wouldn't say that anything is impossible. They certainly can draft Will Anderson or Tyree Wilson 
and then at 12 or possibly package some picks to move up uh, and go back and get their quarterback. But I just don't understand why that would be conducive. This is a roster with the Houston Texans that needs a ton of work. I honestly thought they should go offense twice with the second pick and the 12th pick. Why not draft T.J. Stroud and then go get Jackson Smith and Jigba, allow him and his best receiver to hook back up in Houston? That's the approach I would take. But they have, they have a plan at hand, and maybe they are trying to get some picks and only move back a couple spots and still get their quarterback. Either way you cut it, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, or Hendon Hooker, could all be a quarterback for the future for the Houston Texans. It's just a matter of who do they prefer. RG3 joining us right now, Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, Courtney Cronin uh, in for Canty. Okay, we're a few days out here, RG3. What has got the most of your attention leading into the first round Thursday night? Well, I mean, we can talk about the quarterbacks all day, but I really believe that B. John Robinson is the best player in this draft. Hands down, the guy can do everything you want from a running back. He can run inside and outside. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He can line up in the slot and catch the ball if you want him to play wide receiver. And the thing that really he struggled at in his college career was pass protection. He fixed all those issues last year. So he, he took it personal, wanted to be a complete back, and I think he's done that. A couple numbers for you, right? Bijan broke 183 tackles over the last two years. The next closest guy broke 123, so you know he's a hard tackle. He's a home run hitter, and if you put him in a system with an athletic quarterback, a dual-threat guy, the guy averaged 10 yards per carry on zone read-type, RPO-type runs. That is unheard of. So I'm fascinated to see the discrepancy between Bijan's ability as the best player in the draft versus how teams value the running back position in today's game. It's going to be fascinating come draft night. Robert, I was taking a look at the wide receivers earlier because we expect a couple, whether it's Zay Flowers first, whether it's Quentin Johnson first, going off the board. And, you know, I, I thought about the size of these guys where, you know, throw Jordan Addison in the mix. You have someone who's 5'11", go back to Zay Flowers. He's, you know, 5'9", maybe. How, how do teams approach this with maybe some smaller wide receivers that are first-round projected talents and how they can fit in the NFL? Yeah, when, you, when you're in the NFL locker room and you see how coaches break down wide receivers and what they're looking for, you, you can understand why some of these smaller guys uh, are, are being coveted because they know how to create separation. Uh, in the NFL, that's what it's all about. Can this receiver create separation either in the slot or on the outside? So they're moving away from these big six foot four, six foot five wide receivers who, you know, you got to throw open as a quarterback. But let's not get it twisted. Julio Joneses don't grow on trees, right? Those guys are very rare type of players. But if you can get guys like Jackson Smith and Jigba, Zay Flowers, you're talking about Josh Downs, Tank Dell, they're going to be immediate impact players. And I believe because of the emphasis on social media and personal training with footwork and how to separate and how to effectively cut in and out of your breaks, that's why we're seeing more receivers come into the NFL that might not have the height but they certainly have the ability to separate from the DBs who are guarding them. RG3, great stuff. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. No, no problem, guys. Got- Robert Griffin III, ESPN NFL analyst. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Courtney Cronin in for Canty today. In case you're just joining us, the news in the last few minutes from Woj, Kingsguard De'Aaron Fox 
fractured the tip of his left index finger in Game 4. He's going to be listed as doubtful, but there is still hope he's going to try to play Game 5. Are the Kings done? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Your calls, more reaction to this in moments. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Thompson catches shoot righty three is good. Clay Thompson training a triple, his fourth of game four. Fox with two. Fox passes to Barnes for the win. Missed the shot. Golden State takes game four, hanging on to win by one. The series is tied at two. We're gonna need the same effort going up the sack. We know how great they are at home. We know how they feed off the crowd, and we just gotta get one, man. We didn't get one the first two times, so it's another opportunity on Wednesday. Just absolutely brutal. Absolutely brutal news in the last 20 minutes coming from Woj that De'Aaron Fox of the Kings has a broken tip of his index finger on his left hand, his shooting hand. He was going to be listed as doubtful for tomorrow night's Game 5, and they are going to try. There is hope that he could still play in this game, but it when you're listed as doubtful, that's never good, obviously. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Courtney Cronin is in for Canty today. I I don't see how the Kings can win a game in this series without De'Aaron Fox, Courtney. So many times, especially in this postseason, we've seen these superstars miss games, and you still feel like the team can win without them. We saw it with uh, 
We've obviously seen it with uh, Milwaukee. They've won without Giannis in this series against the Heat. We saw it with Philadelphia. They still swept without Embiid the last couple of games. I, I don't see it. It's I tougher. don't see it. It's a tougher task, too, when you're going up against the defending champions where they're starting to fall into their groove. The Kings now, they don't only have their backs against the wall with the series going home. They're without their best offensive player. I mean, he's averaging 31.5 points, leading the team in points, assists, and is second in rebounds per game in the postseason. You just lost the biggest part of your team right there. I know that they have others, Malik Monk, DeMontis Sabonis, uh that can fill in a void for this for Deer and Fox, but it's not going to be enough. We already know how vo- how vulnerable they are on the defensive end. They have a great offense. They can score a lot of points, but I think when you don't have the person who is responsible for doing most of that damage this season, Chris, it's going to be a problem. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Are they done? Francisco up in, 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 excuse me, Francisco in Atlanta on ESPN Radio. What's up, Francisco? Hey, hello, guys. How y'all doing today? Good. How you doing? I'm doing great. So, yeah, man, I want to go ahead and say that, you know, how karma is, whatever you do in the universe is going to come right back to you. And I hate to say it to the young man, Aaron Fox, he's a great man. I'm pretty sure you know he got a bright future ahead of him. But this year, it ain't the king's year, man. Well, well why is it Wait, karma? Wait, with the karma? For, where, yeah, where did what, Aaron Fox do? He ain't Dylan Brooks. No, but I'm talking about... <laughs> I, I'm talking about... Um, What's his name? Um, uh, Sabonis. You know, hey, with, oh. with uh, Draymond Green mm. holding that ankle. Listen, dude, if there was anything that came to karma, Draymond Green would have been hit a long time ago. Or a lot sooner than Sabonis would have been here. I I get that. That is like in the past now. It has nothing to do with anything. The Kings are an up-and-coming team. They have been for real, and it's been impressive to watch. But... More than anything, what do we want to see here? We want to see not just the best games, but the best players on the court. And all of a sudden, here in the postseason, we're starting to get robbed of seeing that. These guys are all getting hurt at once, Courtney. I mean, we, had, we were treated to an epic duel yesterday between guards when Stephen Curry and Darren Fox go blow for blow down to the very final seconds of this game. And I think what we're seeing in real time is De'Aaron Fox building his legend in the postseason because he's been stuck up there in Nor- Northern California in, in a, for a team that nobody has talked about until this year because they get to the playoffs for the first time since 06. His star is not going to be diminished or dimmed from this, but it is unfortunate that the injuries are overshadowing the first round of this playoffs. It's not just De'Aaron Fox. It's down in Miami losing Tyler Hero. It's the injury that Giannis is dealing with with his back right now. That Every single team, more or less, is dealing with something. And I don't know how to fix that. Can the NBA ban injuries while we're at it? Because <laughs> it's taking away from the overall product, and it's going to take away inevitably from the product we're seeing with the Sacramento Kings if you don't have your best offensive player out there. If I had to assign a percentage that the Kings now had a chance to win this series, it would be zero. <laughs> it would be zero. And and I didn't feel great about it before this news just a little while ago, Cord, because that yesterday felt like a game that was the was the game that you had to get to win the series. 
They had to go in down two to. They were up two to one. Evening this thing out created a new series. They had their window in game three. That to me is when the whole thing started. And yesterday adds insult to injury, a literal injury. Uh, this is also NFL lying season, which means that you should probably believe zero percent of what you hear. We're going to get into that in just moments, including what is going on with the Houston Texans and C.J. Stroud. Why all of a sudden? Is Stroud falling? That's next. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.